So these are three simple, sustainable self-care habits that you can incorporate into your system that will help you maintain optimal well-being. Welcome to the Balance Period Podcast, where we share stories of self-observation and actualization, along with the simple, sustainable self-care habits that we practice along our journeys. Our mission is to illuminate the way for our next generation to be aware, be accountable, and appreciate life. And that starts with us being the best emotionally intelligent examples we can be. I am one of your hosts, Recovery Ray. Let's learn and grow together. Welcome to episode 114 of the Balance Period Podcast, the show where we empower you to be the best emotionally intelligent example you can be for our next generation. I am one of your hosts, Recovery Ray. And the boss age. All right. So in today's episode, we are going to have a conversation about sustainable self-care systems. We're going to talk a little bit about what those are. We're also going to offer up why they are valuable in context to our experience. And then we're going to share how you can use a positive present perspective to begin to cultivate your sustainable self-care system. So you ready to get started, Nick? Yeah, let's get it. Perfect. All right. So. In thinking about a sustainable self-care system, now we talk about self-care quite often. It is intentionally spending time with yourself, making sure that you're giving your body what it needs by participating in activities that you've identified fill your cup. So we kind of have self-care under wraps there. But let's talk about a system. So what is a system? I'm just going to share the definition. It's a set of things working together as parts of a mechanism or an interconnecting network. And another definition for that is a set of principles or procedures according to which something is done, an organized framework or method. And so naturally, when I think about a system, I think about life as a whole. It's everything that is going on in our bodies that help us be here and that help us be able to engage and interact with the outside world. So our bodies already operate by using systems. And so it's ultimately this sustainable self-care system is our way of using our time to the best of our ability to align our self-care habits with maintaining optimal mental, physical, and emotional well-being. So making sure that our life is well-rounded and balanced in all of the areas that matter the most. And then in thinking about the word sustainable. So there's a definition by McGill University that I like, and it's sustainability means meeting our own needs without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. So it's thinking about the habits that you're practicing today, how they not only influence the quality of your life, but also have the opportunity to influence the quality of the lives of individuals that will be here generations to come. And I know personally, I like to think of it more specifically to my own offsprings. I don't have any kids right now, but I've recognized over the years that what I believe about myself and the habits that I practice today will influence my kids and my kids' kids for years to come. So that's the sustainable self-care system, right? It's being intentional about the self-care habits that you're practicing today and recognizing that by creating a system, so a, a set of those habits that you're able to participate in on a daily basis, you're able to ensure that you are doing the very best you can to set up our next generation 
to live happy, healthy, and high-quality lives. So, Nick, let's go ahead, begin to share a little bit on how the self-care system that you have created in your life has added value to your experience. It's done it through opening in my awareness to just how much I would allow myself to get swallowed up by things. And so I think it'd be a little bit easier if I kind of break down a system of mine like I use for mental health. So the system goes... I use a mantra first. This has to do with like, say I have something I have to do or something I get to do, however you want to put it. But the mantra will start with, I don't have to do shit. That's what the first thing that comes to my mind. After that, I go into acceptance. Acceptance of if I said, okay, I'm going to do this, then I put myself in that situation. Acceptance of if I don't want to do this, why? That in turn opens up my awareness, other possibilities within the situation. Then after that, I take action. Action on what I feel is best for me in that moment. But by breaking it down through that process, it allows me not to get so swallowed up in whatever it is. I see. So you said the process, you started out with a mantra. Yep. You said that was connected directly with your mental health. Are there different mantras that you use for like your physical health and your emotional well-being too? Oh, yeah. So like for like my emotional well-being, my mantra is uh, everything's going to work out perfectly. Mm. Not even going to. Everything always works out perfectly. I know you've heard me say that a few times. Yeah. And then for my physical health, I just look at myself in the mirror. I don't really like I, I, I've i learned to like really love my body. So I don't really say much for my physical except for, you know, I'm good. I'm great. Yeah. Cool. And then so you go you start with a mantra and then so the action. Mm-hmm. So what does the action process look like for you? Is it like doing one of those habits that you've identified support to you maintaining optimal well-being in that space? Or like, what is that action? Well, I look at the system as a whole as kind of like the habit because I do it often. And so because a lot of times I used to be really big on people pleasing. So it was hard for me to say no to people. So I find myself in situations that I might not want to be in, but I would never express it. And so the habit that I practice, like I said before, like for my mental health is going through the process of the mantra, acceptance, awareness and inaction. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it is that it's the the process in and of itself is the the action going through it. Habit. Gotcha. Yep. I see. Dope. Well, yeah. So in thinking about my experience, I think the value definitely lies in like peace. So for me, being able to know that the habits I'm practicing are setting my mind and body up to be healthy gives me a sense of peace. And I know personally that at one point in time, I wasn't experiencing peace as it pertained to my perspective on my well-being overall. A portion of that was a result of experiencing that blood clot and not really knowing what was happening and then realizing, hey, the habits that I've been practicing have contributed to me being in this position right here, going from the strongest that I had ever been to not being able to lift weights because I needed to let my lung heal from being damaged. So it's like, that big shift it really just jolted me to say, hey, I, I need to take accountability for these habits. And by doing so, by creating that system to say, I know when I wake up in the morning, these are the things that I do. And even if I'm not able to execute on those, I have other activities that I know I can squeeze in. As long as I have five minutes, I can prioritize some time just to make sure that I'm consistently filling my cup in those different areas has given me a sense of peace about what I can control in my health and well-being. I think a lot of times I would get caught up with outside things that were out of my control. And when those things would happen, I would fear for my own health. 
But now with the self-care system that I have created, a sustainable one, even if things are happening outside of my control, like the coronavirus, right? Something that we can't see that can potentially influence the quality of our lives. I'm able to say, hey, you know, what? I put my body in the best position to fight off anything foreign that comes into my body. And I'm able to confidently say that because I put in the work and I've created the systems that work for me to help me maintain optimal well-being. And we'll talk a little bit more about the awareness piece of that when we go into talking about how we can begin to cultivate our systems through a positive present perspective. So is there anything else that you want to add to to the self-care system explanation that you gave of yours? Yeah, I actually was going to ask you. So I remember you said like you get peace from yours. So is your peace dependent on the self-care system that you do? So like if something happened where you couldn't you something changed where it didn't happen for two weeks, would the peace be gone at that point or would it still be there just built upon what you've done from the past up to now? Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think the peace is dependent upon the habits. I think the peace is just a product of the habits because what like the, the fear that would be present because of those outside forces that are at play, it's pretty much nullified because I know I've been the best steward over my time that I could be. If there was something that I could have been doing that then would lead to regret, then that fear could definitely infiltrate my peace and it could definitely take it away. So yeah, I think it's it's a product of of the, the habits and not dependent upon them. Yeah, that's one thing I've even noticed like on TikTok and social media is a lot of people are, you know, talking about routines and habits, which is great. But I also see the other side of when they might not do it as consistent as they set out to or they might not do it the exact way that they want to do it. And that becomes a detriment. Like they feel like they're less than again because they didn't accomplish this. So I'm glad that you said that it was a product instead of being dependable. Dope. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, I know I mentioned it before, but just to add on to what I was saying in truly thinking about longevity. I think that's another piece of sustainability, right? Like for me, I'm like, yeah. let's say I live to I'm 85. That's a pretty modest age to live to. Currently, I'm 27. I'll be 28 in, the, in a couple weeks. Turn up. Uh, but in thinking about the fact that I have more life to live than I've already lived, right? So that's even a that that plays with my head a little bit. Like, whoa, there's still a lot of time that I have left here, right? So then on top of that is. How are the habits I'm practicing today contributing to me living the lifestyle that I want to live at 85, right? I'll imagine myself having grandkids, maybe having great grandkids, not quite sure what my kids are going to choose to do, but to be in a position to where I'm able to be mobile, I'm, I'm not bedridden, I'm not consistently declining in health until I'm not here anymore. Those are the things that I keep in mind. As I begin to create the different habits and the different research and things that I do on ways that I can maximize my time today to contribute to me having the lifestyle that I want, you know, 10, 20, 30 years down the line. So that's just something that has helped me in this process be able to rationalize the actions that I'm taking today, because sometimes those actions don't necessarily produce like results right now. Some things that I do today are for the future me. But in order for me to be able to prioritize that time, I had to see myself there and I had to care enough for myself in this moment to care enough for myself 50 years down the line to prioritize time today for that person. Definitely. So that's just a, a nugget I want to throw out there to everyone. 
So, so do you plan on leaving out of here like Yoda? You just gonna disappear? Cause you say you're not gonna be bedridden. You're not. You're gonna be mobile. So you basically just gonna be like, you know what, y'all? This, I'm good. Like this is fun. Like y'all do y'all thing, and you just gonna <laughs> evaporate into the air. <laughs> sure, how I'll leave here, uh, but I definitely I don't want it to be because I lived a lifestyle that yeah. required my body to like disintegrate in its quality of life. So to say from age 70 yeah. to age 85, mm-hmm. I just got progressively worse in health because of the habits that I had been practicing up until that time I turned 75. Yeah. I don't want that to be the case. Are you ready to start living a more balanced life? The Balanced Blueprint Journal will help you do just that. This 12-week journal is designed to guide you step-by-step step through the process of becoming more emotionally intelligent. It's also filled with prompts and exercises to help keep you accountable as you cultivate simple, sustainable self-care habits. As a listener of this podcast, you get 25% off your Balanced Blueprint Journal. Visit l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e forward slash balance period to access the Balanced Blueprint Journal. Enter podcast 25 at checkout to get your 25% discount today. Enjoy the rest of the show. Let's go ahead. Let's start to talk about using a positive present perspective and the process, those pillars that make up a positive present perspective to begin to cultivate a sustainable self-care system. So if we recall a couple episodes ago, we talked about what a positive present perspective was. And the first pillar of that process is awareness. And so For me, as I mentioned before, my awareness expanded significantly when I was sitting in the hospital room and there's charts and the doctor came in and said, hey, I looked at these charts and I thought this was for a 65 year old man and you are 23 years old. Right. That's when my awareness started to truly expand on, oh, (laughs) some things need to change. (laughs) Going to be 85 in 20 years. (laughs) I think the awareness side is huge here because we have to be aware of where we currently are so we can allow the proper changes to be made in our routines in order to support us living at optimal health moving forward. So for me, I know both of us have, we've taken accountability for that by using um, a service called Everly Well. They, they do at-home testing. So and we talked about it on the show before, but that allowed us to get a deeper understanding of what's going on in our bodies. And if you have insurance, utilize the annual exams on your insurance. Go see your doctor. Go get a doctor. Um, go get your eyes checked. That's definitely something that I need to do. So I'm saying that more for me than anyone listening to this. Go get your ears checked. Go get checked out. You need to know where you are so you can more effectively align the habits that you need to with where you want to go and the quality of life that you want to have moving forward. Nick, are there any tips here on the awareness side of things? Yeah. Well, I was going to say just on the go to the doctor and get checked out part, I just want to throw something in on that was just that, you know, I have with the people that follow me and stuff, the whole little spiritual community thing, you know, it's a little bit more holistic health rather than doctors. Now, I just want to let you guys know that you can use both to your advantage. Like when I go get my blood work done, that's for me to be like, okay, if I've been a fruitarian for these past four months, which means I eat mostly cedar fruits and I've been sleeping for four hours and doing this and doing that, when I go get my blood work done, I'm able to see 
where am I at? What am I doing? And actually, it ain't been bad. It's been pretty good. But uh, my sleep has got better uh-huh, since uh-huh. that time. But uh, yeah, I would say learn to use both to your advantage. Like if you feel like you get sick with something and you heal and you heal yourself naturally, then you go let the doctor see if you're still sick. And then if you're not sick, look at you. You did it. But let's start to use systems instead of just start cutting things off. I just want to throw that in there. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you bringing our awareness to that. Primarily because, yeah, there's oftentimes a negative connotation associated with going to the doctor. And I know I even had that, too. And a yeah. part of it was fear of learning that there was something wrong, which is completely counterproductive to building a sustainable self-care <laughs> system. So it's important for us to be willing to go to institutions that were designed to give us objective data on what's going on, not our feelings about it, just what's actually happening so that we can adjust our habits accordingly. So that's the awareness piece. And as we talked about uh, in that Positive Present Perspective episode, our bodies are just one piece of our overall well-being model, right? So it's also paying attention to uh, or expanding your awareness of what's going on in your mind as well, how you respond to the emotions and uh, experiences that you have. So that's also something to keep in mind, too, as you are developing and and cultivating your self-care system. Dope. All right. So the second pillar is accountability. This is where the action is implemented, right? It's saying, okay, I am taking full accountability for the quality of my life, regardless of where I may be after expanding my awareness of where I am. I'm taking full ownership for where I am today. Now, that is a little easier said than done, primarily because we spend a lot of time looking to blame other people or outside forces for why we are where we are today. And it's just, it's, it has to be a perspective shift in order to go from uh, victim to creator, right? To go from you did this and that's why I'm here to saying, nope, I'm here because of what I believe about myself and the habits I've chosen to practice up until this point. So in thinking about that mindset shift that is key in creating that sustainable self-care system. So with accountability, Nick, what are some tips that you have in that space? Man, it's uh, it's like the day of the A's. I'm going to throw acceptance in there. And the reason why I put acceptance with accountability and I will put it with awareness, too, is because on my journey it's been very beneficial to just accept what is. Like whatever it is, like you're there. That's it. So like you said, when we take accountability for our whole lives, I'm here. This is it. And by accepting that and not holding judgment, ill feelings and all these other things that we allow muddy up our lives, your awareness is going to expand to so many other possibilities that exist. Because now that you have accepted that, you're now open to whatever. And now whatever can come to you. And I'm going to let y'all know whatever is pretty dope. Yeah. Thanks for bringing our awareness to that point, too, because in acceptance, Sometimes, and I know growing up in the church, the the thought process that I would hear a lot, it wasn't accepting the news that you would get. It would say, no, I believe something different. And I think in order to allow (laughs) what we believe to influence our lives, it's important to accept what is for what it is. So to say, hey, this is what I got back in my objective data, right? That's what's currently happening. But it doesn't have to be that way. It's not acting as if that's not real and then just 
focusing on what it is that you believe about yourself is saying this is where I'm at because of what I've done up until this point but I know that I can change that and then my results will be different so it's a it's a little bit of of a balance there as it pertains to acceptance and then taking that accountability but both are valuable pieces of the process yeah all right and actually just to add to the accountability Remember from our conversation a couple episodes ago, it's also in taking accountability for how the quality of your life that you're maintaining is influencing the people around you, right? We're thinking about the next generation. We're thinking about our future and recognizing that what you do today influences yourself for years to come and your family and any other individuals that you get to influence in our next generation. So accountability is huge in that space as well. Definitely. Um, actually, I, I said that was the last thing. I have one more thing. In this accountability space, it's accountability for educating yourself on what you need. So it's using the data that you got when you were expanding your awareness to then educate yourself on what you need. Don't rely on other people to tell you what you need. Educate yourself. There is so much information out there, and it's going to take a little bit of trial and error to figure out what your system is needs to look like for your body. It takes a little bit of time, but that's why we're the ones accountable for that. Because no, you can't expect anyone else to care more about you than you. So remember that as you're taking accountability as well. Yeah. And one extra little side note is that when you hold yourself accountable, you now get to create. That awareness, that expansion of awareness puts you in position to now create what you want outside of that. That's what I mean by the whatever. I just wanted to clarify that. But yeah, that whatever means you get to create literally whatever, whether it be perspective, whether it be an idea, whatever, from that moment forward. For sure. For sure. All right. Now, this is the third step. The third pillar of a positive present perspective is appreciation. And we talked about this a little more at length in that other episode. But the first portion of that is what Nick mentioned a moment ago is acceptance, right? So it's accepting who you are and where you are for what it is. And from that acceptance, like Nick just mentioned, you're able to create the life that you want for yourself. So now you're able to then be the best steward over the resources that you have. And you do that by treating what you have like what you want. So once you expand your awareness of where you currently are physically, mentally, and emotionally, you've taken accountability for the habits that you practice in those areas. And you're saying, hey, I know that I am here because of what I believe about myself and the habits I've chosen to practice. Now you are saying I am going to adopt new habits with the resources that I have that are aligned with me maintaining optimal mental, physical, and emotional well-being. And that's pretty much it. That's how you appreciate the life that you have. That's how you recognize the full worth of who you are in the moment by taking action on what you have expanded your awareness of. So, Nick, go ahead and talk a little bit about uh, about appreciation. Definitely. Man, I'm just going to jump to the G word. It's gratitude. Like when you when you appreciate stuff and you have that gratitude going out to everything like that. It's really hard to put it into words, but you get a feeling like right here in this area that you get to carry with you throughout from that moment forward, moving forward until you, you know, be grateful for something else again. And that feeling alone is just like it's like an energized. It's like a battery. It's like fire. So many ways to describe it. I just like to look at it as it causes a focus. 
And so taking all three of the piece together, now that you have that gratitude, you can be thankful for everything that just took place before that and still keep moving forward without being held back. For sure. And in thinking about gratitude as one of those habits, right? Cultivating a gratitude practice. Think about it like this. We see what we yeah. look for and what we focus on expands. So when you are focusing on what you're grateful for, then exactly. you're going to see more things in your life that you can be grateful for. I love using the car example because it happens so often. But um, my brother Drew wanted me to go look at a car for him. He's, he, he got a Jeep Wrangler. Love those things, right? So I went and looked at it for him. And I kid you not, ever since I went and looked at that Jeep Wrangler, I have seen so many Jeep Wranglers on the road. Why? Because I see what I look for and what I focus on expands. And that is how gratitude works as well. When you focus just a little bit of time each day on what you're grateful for, you are going to notice more of it. And that feeling that you feel right in there is going to stay with you for longer throughout the day. So it's it's important to recognize the value in yep. expressing gratitude. And that is one of the simple, sustainable self-care habits that you can adopt to incorporate into your self-care system. All right. So to finish things out, just want to offer up a few habits. So three habits and these three habits influence your mental health, your emotional health and your physical well-being. So these are three simple, sustainable self-care habits that you can incorporate into your system that will help you maintain optimal well-being. So the first for your mental health, Nick talked about it a little bit earlier, is sleep. So prioritizing time to get the adequate amount of sleep that you can on a nightly basis. The best way, or I would say the most effective way that I have been able to do that and that the people we have worked with have been able to do that is by taking greater accountability for their sleep consistency. So just starting out by prioritizing going to bed and waking up at the same times each day. Ideally, that's Monday through Sunday. So it's every day. Sometimes we're like, okay, I get a little less sleep during the week and then make up for it on the weekend. It doesn't quite work that way. So if you're able to keep that consistent Monday through Sunday, that's ideal. So that puts our bodies in the best position possible to get the highest quality sleep and when we get the best sleep, our bodies are able to heal themselves, right? Our natural sustainable systems that are at work within us are able to operate at a high level and set our bodies and minds up to operate at their highest function on a daily basis. So that's why it's directly connected to our mental health. Second one is physical activity. That's for our physical health, yeah. right? So in prioritizing time to move your body, it doesn't have to be going to a crazy group workout class or doing hours of exercise each day. It's literally just prioritizing time to move. And that can be going for a brisk walk. That can be stretching, um, pulling up a 10 minute yoga on YouTube. I love using YouTube videos, whether they be quick workouts or just stretches, but just prioritizing time to move each yeah. day. Not only does that help our bodies, it does help our minds by contributing to helping us getting higher quality sleep on a nightly basis, but it also is a great stress reliever. So it's also tapping into our emotional well-being as well. That's the second one. The third one, this one is gratitude. Cultivating a gratitude practice. And I would say what helped me cultivate a gratitude practice 
was connecting it to my mindfulness practice. Now, we talk about mindfulness all the time. I figure if you're listening to this, you already have a mindfulness practice. Mindfulness is a great foundational piece to maintaining optimal emotional well-being. Uh, So if you already have it, think about adding gratitude to that mindfulness practice in some capacity. So prioritizing a little bit of time each day, whether that be when you're doing your daily check-ins or at night before you go to bed or in the morning when you do your journaling or, or whenever you choose to write, just making sure you're logging and keeping track of things you're grateful for on a daily basis, right? Tacking that onto your mindfulness practice. Um, and for anyone that hasn't cultivated a mindfulness practice, you can just start by doing a mindfulness practice and then continue to, to add on and, and get some gratitude added in there as well. Remember, mindfulness is paying attention to the present moment on purpose without judgment. And it's very simple, a little bit, Each day goes a very long way. You strengthen your mindfulness muscle and you're able to respond to life instead of react, which helps you maintain optimal emotional well-being regardless of what's happening outside of you. All right. So those are the three habits, uh, somewhat four. So we had consistent sleep. We had movement of some kind, whether that be stretching or exercising. And then we had a combination of mindfulness and gratitude. All right. So, Nick, thank you for your time today. Is there anything that you want to leave everyone with? Man, as always, you are already whole and keep enjoying your amazing journey. Facts. All right. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. Your time and attention is valuable. So we appreciate you spending some of that with us today. Takeaways from today's episode, using a positive present perspective to develop your sustainable self-care system, being aware, being accountable and appreciating what you have by being the best steward over the resources that you have. A couple of things that I have for you. One. You cannot fill anyone else's cup if your cup is empty. So prioritize time for self-care. And then lastly, just got a mantra for you. Allow what is to be and use what you have responsibly. All right. So thank you all once again for tuning in. Oh, if you don't know, our store is up and running. Shop.balanceperiod.com. Go there. We got some merch. Remember, everything that we offer has our logo on it. The purpose behind that is when you see that logo, you pause and observe a deep breath. You reconnect to the present moment. You recognize the full worth of where you are and you're able to be the best you in every moment of every day. Okay, so check out the store. Use the code podcast. So just type in podcast at checkout to get free shipping. Okay. All right, that's all we got for you. Thank you all so much. We look forward to having you tune in next week for another episode of the Balance Period Podcast. Peace. Later. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Balance Period Podcast. If there was anything you heard from today's episode that added value to your life, we ask you do a couple things. One, implement it into your routine. Continue to learn, continue to grow, and be the best emotionally intelligent example you can be. The second is that you share it. You can find a shareable link to this show on any social media platform that you are on. Our handle is at balance period. And remember, be aware, be accountable and appreciate life. You can do that by taking a moment to pause and observe a deep breath. Peace.